Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Secondhand Sports. Um, I'm a little bit under the weather today, so that's why I sound horrific, but we have Matthew with me here today to discuss a lot of big news in uh, LSU football today, Matt, um, with the, I guess it was yesterday and today, national, well, this will be two days ago if you're listening to this on Friday, so Wednesday was uh, the national early signing day and um, some new players coming over to LSU um, along with a few guys from the transfer portal as well. We'll, we'll go over all of that. Um, biggest news, we'll, we'll start with the biggest news today on Thursday that Jaden Daniels is in fact returning to the LSU Tigers for next season, Matt. What are your thoughts? Well, Jaden uh, basically wants to come back to do one thing, win a national championship. So I'm sold. I'm completely sold on it. But there's one particular area that Jaden has to improve on, throwing the ball down the field to one of your stud wide receivers. Right. Which, and, you know, while we're on the topic, too, one thing that might have swayed this decision is Kayshawn Butte also coming back. I'm not sure yeah. if we covered that in our last episode because I don't know what the timing of it was, but um, huge. I mean, those two guys coming back is huge. Um, and I think, like you said, Matt, he's going to have to improve with the deep ball. That's something that we didn't see much from him at all. I think uh, Grayson, shout out Grayson Miller, uh, friend of the show, um, his longest pass this year was like a 54-yard pass, and Nussmeyer had a 60-yard pass and you know, one of the few passes that he even threw this season. So, obviously, that's, you know, uh, a weakness that Jaden has that he'll have to improve on during the offseason. But, yeah, I'm with you there. I think that with the offseason, a full, complete offseason – that they have together. I mean, this season was comparable to 2018 with Joe Burrow. You, you know, have an incredible win over a top five team where we beat Alabama. Same thing in 2018, we beat Georgia. And the year after that, we go on the 2019 run. If we have a full off season where these guys work hard together, Jaden Daniels figures out how to get the ball to Kayshawn Butte more. I mean that's that's going to be the key to, to this whole offense, I think, um, and how it's you know Mike Neighbors will be there as well, but um, I think it's going to be a huge off season for those guys, and um, yeah, I'm I'm on board with it too, though. I'm glad he's coming back. I think I think there's still a lot uh, that he can build on. He's had some good games this past season, so he has, and you know, like I have no, I have no nothing wrong with Jaden Daniels coming back at all. I I have no, I, I am, but you know at this at the you know before this was all said today, um you know this was going to be a one year thing for Jaden Daniels. So when yeah, then come, with him coming back now, yeah, you know there are two there's still two quarterbacks on your roster as well, Garrett right. Nussbaum, Walker Howard, um, and I think that you like now Walker Howard I think is okay with it. Walker Walker Howard, you know, because he'll be a freshman this year, right? Because he'll be he'll be a he'll be a redshirt freshman this right. year. So he because yeah. so 
but he'll be a yeah, he'll be a, a, a real freshman now technically like yeah he'll be a real freshman now. He, he was he yeah. was he was in dual enrollment now he's a, now right. he's a freshman exactly <laughs> not really uh but i know for Garrett Nussmar this probably has to sting but also i think that everyone's going to say okay well Nussmar needs to transfer out now and go somewhere else i don't think he should i don't think he should i think you know it's just jaden coming back it doesn't yep. mean he's the starter for next year I think the best way that Brian Kelly makes these quarterbacks happy is you had to have an open competition in the spring. Yeah, I don't know who's going to win it, but right now I think Jaden has the upper upper leg of it. Uh, but you know, Nussmeyer showed us in the SEC championship that he can definitely play. He can. I mean, he threw for two hundred ninety four yards and one in two half. I mean, in in this whole entire second half. Yeah. So um. That's insane. I did but, not. I did not realize that. Uh, that stat. Yeah, the only, that's crazy. Well, the only the only other quarterback that did that was Joe Burrow. Yeah, but and he was coming in as a. I mean that 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 stat sounds obviously we know the the result of the game and we know that Georgia right. was kicking our ass, but that sounds like a Tua Jalen Hurts type of situation. Yeah, you're right. He had more passing yards than. Yeah, two hundred ninety-four or two touchdowns. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you, Matt. I think uh, I think if Brian Kelly's going to keep him around, which you know, Jaden was playing hurt, I think for like three or four games this season. I think he was right, not injured but hurt. And as soon as Jaden goes down, we will be in much better shape with Garrett Nussmeyer ready to go, as opposed well, to Garrett- just having. Uh, Walker Howard, who would be, yeah. you know, second year. No, I think I think I think Walker is better. I think Walker is better than Nussmeyer. I, but the problem with Walker is he hasn't got. He wants reps. Yeah, he wants reps. You know, you get tired of. I mean, look, I get it. Quarterbacks now they're like, oh, you know, five star guy, and if he's not getting to play, he transfers out. Well, Walker Howard wants to be at LSU. Walker Howard is an LSU legacy. I mean, his dad played quarterback at LSU. You know, the only way Walker Hobber leaves is if he wouldn't be the starter next year, which, I mean, I think it's leading to that. But the problem with Walker is he just hasn't gotten any reps. You know, yeah, the, he's still the, young. The game he played in is he's the gotta be uh, like, Southern game. He's got to be like 19 years old, too, right? I mean, he's, yeah, he's still very young. Yeah. How, so, Garrett Nussmeyer, what, is he going to be a junior next year? What's his uh He's going to be a sophomore. Oh. He redshirted. He red, so, Garrett Nussmeyer redshirted in 2021. Yeah. He should have played the bowl game. Now, the, the NCAA, this is something that also just happened. The NCAA just released a waiver last week saying that, you know, it's not going to count against your red shirt if you play in the bowl game. So he should have played in that bowl game. Maybe you would have beaten Kansas State. Yeah. And you would have given Nussbaum more highlights. Yeah. But, um... Yeah. I mean, I think, like you said, <clears throat> the major difference here is going to be a full off season, not only with... Kayshawn Butte, Jaden Daniels, and Nussmeyer all together, but also Brian Kelly. And I think right. there's going to be a lot of – I mean, this is just naturally what happens in a college football, you know, offseason um, where a new coach comes in. you got to wait. Obviously, I mean, we had great success. We won the SEC West. That's nothing to sniff at. Right. So, But you expect more um, the second and especially the third year when a new coach comes in. So I know, like – Florida fans, I'm sure, expecting a lot more out of uh, old Billy Napier this coming season. So, 
So, Sun Bell Billy. Yeah. Sun Bell Billy. So, I mean, it's just the, the natural progression of things. But I agree, Matt. I, I'm glad he's coming back just for a little bit of stability. Um, yeah. Having two very good quarterbacks is better than having none. And Jaden Daniels, I mean, he'll be – he's a little bit older too now, right? I mean, he's – Well, Jaden Jaden's supposed to be a senior this year. But right. I think he's like – I think – so, J, so Jaden Daniels went to Arizona State – his whole idea was, look, three years and I'm out. Now, yeah. COVID kind of played into that. Right, exactly. And then, you COVID, know, yeah. I mean, he, dude, he was even talking about going pro after he left Arizona State. Brian Kelly gave him a call and said, look, we, we, we need you. We, we need you. We, don't, we have a terrible offensive line. You're a mobile quarterback. We need to put you in there, which, like, J- Jaden is great at doing that. That's his game. Right? That's, that's who he is. You can't change who he is. Right. But what you can do is it's it's – and my my dad actually told me this. Told me, me and my dad were talking about it today. Brian Vincent, uh, shout out to him. Uh-huh. Uh, looking for a Supporter sponsorship of the show. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Looking for guy. looking for a sponsorship. Um, I'm not gonna say the name of the company, but um, he said that Jaden should get like Burrow to come and work with him this summer. I and just because yeah. I mean, if you think about it, look at Burrow's stats. His for his in 2018, he wasn't that good. Yeah, no, I think he and was probably worse than Daniels. Some of these games. Yeah. Daniels had like three hundred yard games and a few touchdowns. Like he played solid. There was a point there, probably before the Tennessee game, I guess. Um, probably before. Well, I don't know. There was a point where he could have made a Heisman run, unless I'm just delusional. But well, and, and, yeah. but, but that's another thing too. It's like Jaden can win you the big games, but that's not the problem. The problem is in the cupcake games. He struggles. Yeah. Like Auburn, he was 8 for 20 for like 80-something yards. Yeah. You can't do that. You, Arkansas, You literally can't too. do that in the SEC. Arkansas, you know. Arkansas was, was a weird. Over, but. Yeah, it was a cold game, too, I think. That was the – Arkansas was a – it was like 14 degrees yeah. or whatever. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they, they definitely stopped him on the, on the air – in the air and the ground. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Josh Williams and De- Harold Perkins. Well, Harold Perkins won that game for you. Yeah. Yeah, so um, getting into – so, yeah, that that's the major news on Thursday. Um, glad to have him back, but looking ahead and backwards at the same time, um, let's go to Wednesday. Uh, this signing class, we got some good guys. We are ranked third in the SEC. Um, I'm looking at the on three um, rankings right now. I'm sure, you know, yeah, everybody's got different stuff, but – um, Alabama and Georgia are the only teams in front of us in the SEC, and then we're seventh in the nation. And the you know the usual suspects are ahead of us there: Texas, Miami, Ohio State, Oklahoma. That's you know natural. Um, Matthew would like me to point out also that Notre Dame is ranked eighth according to this uh, on three ranking here, and also we have one five star, and they have zero. So you know, just something to note. They- Notre Dame had three, I think three five stars or to like in June, and every single Notre Dame fan or bandwagoner on Twitter literally came at came at every LSU fan and said, "Well, Brian Kelly's such a lazy recruiter, and you're not going to get anybody." Well, Brian Kelly now has a better ranked class with more talent than Notre Dame does, and Notre Dame is still defending themselves. Like they had a kid named Peyton Barber who was a safety who committed to Notre Dame. But then flipped his commitment to Oregon, and you know, crybaby Brian Driscoll was um, oh boy. like saying like they need to send they need to send the FBI out 
out against the two four seven uh, analyst that or sports writer that like said yeah, or following like, oh, him like, around sh- or whatever. Shut I'm like shut up, dude. Like literally, yeah. you you are a fan. Yeah. Um. Know. Also, crazy something that I saw is Alabama has. Let's see. Oh, this is twenty twenty two rankings. Hold on one second. Yeah, twenty twenty three. What the heck? Okay, yeah. LSU signed Will Kemple. Yeah, 2023 uh, recruiting rankings. Alabama has seven five stars. That's more than like the entire rest of the SEC combined. Georgia's got one. We have one. Tennessee has two. A&M has one. And nobody else has any other five stars. Alabama's got seven. So, very interesting. That's what A&M had last year. (sighs) Yeah. Or what they bought last They're year. They're about to have zero. They all jumped in the transfer portal. So let's get into this, Matt. Um, we have our one five-star who we've known about for a while, right? Zay Lance Hurd out of Monroe. Lance Hurd, yeah. Yeah. Neville. Um, offensive tackle. Uh, I mean, this guy is the, the real deal. Um, how do you want to you wanna break it down by um, who we'll see on – the field next year how do you if you want to explain it like the guys that we're gonna who will make an impact now and the guys we're gonna see on the field this coming year um, so yeah that, 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 that's how i'm gonna do this i'm gonna break it down to guys that can make an impact right away as freshmen guys that are gonna be seeing the field guys that are great but they're just you know there's other players in front of them and then projects Guys that it's going to take a couple of years, you know, get adjusted to the college life, get adjusted to football and everything, and then they'll, you know, they'll have their time soon. Those are also, guys like Jare Jenkins and who's waited a long time to start and everything. Right. Also, something to note, so we have 25 total commits, four transfers from the portal, um, one five-star, 17 four-stars, and seven three-stars. So just for, for context, um, that's what we're looking at. And also, this is just early signing, so just in December. We also have another signing day in February coming up also because I know you know people don't follow recruiting like Matthew Vincent does. So just to explain, this isn't everybody that will be signing with us, but this is a lot of people that are making the decision now um, for early signing. So with that, Matthew, go ahead. Well, yeah, usually there's a lot of kids that would sign the early signing day now, early signing period, just to kind of get it over with because it's like they don't want to wait till February uh, to make that decision. It's just a long time. So, it's like, look, we'll just make it now. And some guys Makes can a lot start of... practicing too, right? Like Arch Manning is already in Texas right now, I think. So, Yeah, uh, I'm going to look it up. I'm trying to find it. I think LSU had – I forgot how many commits they – guys, they uh, early – uh, signees they had. I'm gonna just look that up real fast. Twenty five right here, right? No, that's that's how many they have in their class. Oh. Um. Okay. So what's the difference between so, the class and? Well, what I'm trying to talk about is the guys who are coming in early, then the guys that are coming in the summer, in the spring, okay. after the spring. So like well are you you got early enrollees that's what I'm trying to say gotcha early enrollees gotcha 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 I mean it's so not Brian super, it's okay you, if you have yeah so Brian so Brian Kelly said there's 15 
of the 25 high school signees who will be early enrollees. He didn't tell which ones it was going to be. And uh, he was also asked in his press conference if they were going to participate in bowl practice. And Brian Kelly said that they would not. He said that it would distract them from uh, preparation and it would be more of a public relations show than truly getting them ready for the game. Right, yeah. And I mean, if, and if, if, you, if you think about – wait, what? I was just going to say, this is this is the 2022 team's bowl game. You know, like there there'd be no use in adding extra guys that aren't even on the team – yet right so well they, they wouldn't they wouldn't play in the bowl game they would just pr- oh, practice gotcha okay i gotcha yeah they, they, they would do that like it's like when so when lsu was in the fiesta bowl in, two, in 2018 you know because of ed ogeron's poor roster management you didn't have you didn't have uh enough players so you had to get early enrollees to practice in the bowl game that's where we all saw Derek stingler we're just like wow this guy's gonna be a great player for us next year and yeah sure enough yeah that's incredible Anyway, alrighty. So, who are the guys that are going to be making an impact right now? All right. Okay. So, I'm going to break this down into four different groups. I'm going to break it down to guys that can make an impact right away. I'm going to break it down in guys that are going to probably get to play and start as well. I'm going to break it down to guys who you know, can play, but are also buried on the depth chart, you know, kind of have some, you know, kind of have a year to develop, year to grow, and eventually they'll get their opportunity. And then I'm going to break it down, lastly, to special projects, guys that, you know, the lower guys, three-star guys, or not just the guys that kind of need more preparation to get ready to play in the game. So here we go. For the guys that are going to make an impact right away, Zaylin's heard uh, the offensive tackle from out of Neville, uh, Shelton Sampson Jr., the wide receiver from Catholic High, and uh, Deshaun Womack, the edge rusher from uh, St. Francis Academy in Baltimore. Zaylin's heard um, played opposite Will Campbell at Neville, uh, and the, the, Brian Kelly mentioned in his press conference that uh, he was talking to Lance Hurd. And Lance Hurd told him, he's like, hey, coach, look, I'm going to be left tackle with LSU. Brian Kelly said, well, we already got Will Campbell there. Hurd said, yeah, I know Will. He's a great player, but I'm going to play left tackle. Kelly said he loved the confidence from him. Definitely deserves a five-star rating. He's 6'5", 305. Um, it's going to be interesting, though, because you have Emory Jones at right tackle. But Emory Jones came to LSU as an interior offensive lineman. That's where he excelled best. That's where he felt most comfortable. So I expect they're going to put him back on the interior offensive line and maybe plug in Hurd, or they're going to compete for that job. We'll just see. Shelton Sampson Jr., I mean, he's he's the real deal as a wide receiver, 6'3", 190 out of Catholic High. Um, so he's not going to be an early – he's not going to be an early signee. Because Catholic High doesn't allow their students uh, to early enroll. It's Catholic's problem. I don't know why, but um, he probably doesn't. I mean, I think he's going to have an opportunity, but he's got a lot of receivers in front of him, a lot of starters already. I mean, if you look at, you know, Kayshawn, Boutte, Malik Neighbors, um, Aaron Anderson, you know, the transfer coming from Alabama. 
He's had a lot to compete with, but I think, you know, once he starts playing, he'll get on the field right away. And uh, Deshaun Womack, 6'4", 245, edge rusher. Deshaun Womack is going to start right away. He's going to be the, he's going to take BJ Ogilary's spot, the edge rusher, because he has to. There's no there's no one really there, and that was probably told to him in his recruiting visit. Look, you're not just going to come to LSU to you know you're going to play right away, and that's probably I think why he came. And I think I think out of that group, it's kind of a tie, but I think Hurd has the best upside. Because he's from Louisiana, and that's just why I trust him better. But Womack is not that far behind. I think he could be a great player. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> historically, I've I've talked about it. I think almost every podcast I mention it. Historically, Brian Kelly's offensive lines have been incredible. You know, like great NFL players and everything. So right. I have confidence in that for sure. And for the the defensive guy, I mean, just adding more pieces to the defense that we were already. I mean, you put him with Harold Perkins. I mean, we're going to be a force yeah. on defense this year. So, yeah, I'm excited well, about that well, for sure. Yeah, well, Harold Perkins played the edge position this year, but that's not his natural position. Yeah. So you put him you put him back at inside linebacker. That's going to be fun to watch. That's going to yeah. be a lot of fun to watch. Um, I think they'll put – well, I'll get to that in a minute. I'll get to that later. They'll probably put uh, – I'm not sure they're going to put in that position, actually. Gotcha. On to the next group. The next these guys are probably going to get an opportunity to start. Um, they may make an impact. I don't know, but these guys are you know they're probably going to start because they're great players. Um, that's Javen Toviano, the uh, safety out of Martin High School in Arlington, Texas. Excuse me. Um, Jalen Brown, the wide receiver out of Miami, Florida, Gulver Prep. Jackson Howard, the uh, edge rusher from uh, Minnesota. Another guys, the running backs. Minnesota, Minnesota. Yeah, uh, the running backs: Caleb Jackson, um, Caleb Jackson, and Trey Holly. The tight ends: Mac Markway and uh, Camorian Pimpton, who actually was a Vanderbilt uh, commit but flipped to LSU yesterday. Uh, Whit Weeks, the linebacker from uh, Watkinsville, Georgia, the brother of West Weeks. And I think that's it right there. Oh, and it's, then I think, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Um, you mentioned um, tight ends. It's interesting. So in total, we have three tight ends that signed. Right. And then we also have, uh, what's his face? Who's the tight end that we already have? Mason Taylor. Mason Taylor. I knew it was Mason. I can't want to say Mason Smith, right. but Mason Taylor. It's interesting because there's only normally there's only one tight end on the field at a time. You talk about wide mm-hmm. receivers, running backs, um obviously with the quarterback position it's one, but all these other positions, linemen, there's multiple of that one position on the field at one time, but three tight ends in one class along with right. the tight ends that we already have. That'll be interesting. I'm sure the way the transfer portal is now, I'm sure some of those guys won't be staying forever, you know, but that's going to be a very talented tight end room for sure. Right. Um, you know, so. Well, just, the thing is, so this this is old news. So LSU's tight end room right now, it's only Mason Taylor and a right. couple of walk-ons. So Cole gotcha, Taylor, okay. he tri- so Cole Taylor entered the portal. 
And, you know, Brian Kelly, if you look at the tight ends he's developed in his career, you know, like Travis Kelsey and Michael Mayer, Kyle Rudolph. Um, where, did, wait, where did Travis Kelsey go? He was in Notre Dame. Oh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Brian Kelly and those tight ends. Yeah, oh yeah. Brian, Brian Kelly Brian Kelly and Mike Denbrook. Yeah. Um so yeah, but the the reason why you signed three tight two three tight ends is because uh Markway uh, out of DeSmet High School and by the way, DeSmet High School is the high school where cornerback coach Robert Steeples was the head coach at. He won two state championships over there. He coached Markway. So he he helped a lot to try to recruit him. So Markway and Pimpton Kamori and Pimpton, we got a we got a player and a pimp. Um, those guys are gonna play right away. They're gonna play right away because Brian Kelly likes, you know, a tight end heavy offense. Usually you in a goal line package, you'll have three tight ends in. Uh Pimpton, six 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 foot six, two thirty. You know, Brian Kelly said that he's one of the most electrifying tight ends he's ever seen. And this is a guy that was committed to Vanderbilt. I think Vanderbilt's best uh prospect and he flipped over to LSU <laughs> yeah um if you go to the running backs uh Trey Holly who is the all-time leading rusher in Louisiana high school football broke Nick Brosette's record and Caleb Jackson um the thing about LSU's running back room is it, it's I think everybody's coming back next year but there's a lot to think about you know John Emery he's he's explosive but he's not he has fumbling issues Armani Goodwin has injury issues. Um, you know, Noah Kane's a great running back, but he just he's not he doesn't have the explosiveness that we all saw thought he would have. Your best running back is Josh Williams. And he's a dog, so I don't yeah, he's mind a dog. He's a walk on. I don't mind. But he, that. I think he he he's your most capable back. But I know Frank Wilson, he loves to play freshman. He'll I think he'll play um Put these running backs in the mix, and you know to, to just get to play. Um, another player. So we're going to go with uh, Javen Toviano. Javen Toviano, uh, he was an A and M commit. He was A and M commit for a very long time. Saw their season. Well, I'm not going to A and M. So yeah. uh, Toviano is going to be a safety. I think that LSU safety room is pretty stacked right now. But Jaden Toviano, Toviano, um, I think we'll get an opportunity to play. We'll get an opportunity to get some playing time. Jalen Brown, the uh, Jalen Brown, the wide receiver uh, from Golden Prep Miami. So Jalen Brown committed to LSU uh, in July, and I thought, man, that's kind of early for someone who's out of state, especially from Miami, and especially who Miami has right now. I thought, look. He's gonna commit, and he's probably gonna, you know, decommit, go somewhere else, go play football somewhere else, you know, Miami or somewhere. He stuck through. He stayed through it. Um, if I had to compare a receiver to Jalen Brown, it's probably Will Fuller, who played for the Texans and played for Brian Kelly too. Um, so I mean, I think I think he'll get an opportunity. I mean, look, LSU had a great wide receiver that you know was from Miami. That was Dwayne Bow. So hey, Miami's a good pipeline for receivers. <laughs> yeah, Jackson Jackson Howard, and just like I said about um, Deshaun Womack, Jackson Howard. You know, right now the edge rusher position at LSU is very very slim. 
You know, you got B.J. Ogilary going to the NFL draft. Ollie Gay just announced today he's not going to play in the bowl game. And, you know, you, you really have a lot of slim numbers. So I think Jackson Howard will be a part of a rotation with one of the transfers, you know, in and out of that position. So I think he'll see the field early. And, you know, he'll get an opportunity to play. Um, Who's the next player? What was that? Uh, Whit Weeks, the linebacker from uh, Watkinsville, Georgia, Oakney County. So Whit Weeks is the brother of West Weeks. Um, I think Whit may be your most impactful player. Uh, for um, for this uh, group right here. Um, he's better than his brother West Weeks, and his brother was in was in and out of the rotation at linebacker. So I think he'll get an opportunity to see the field very very early. I think he's your best player in that group right there. And that's it for that group. Nice. The third group is the the guys who are great, but they probably won't see the field this season. Just this year, but they'll be they'll see the field next year. That's offensive tackle Tyree Adams out of St. Augustine. And uh St. Augustine, New Orleans. Um DJ Chester. Interior offensive lineman from uh, Eagles Landing Christian in Conyers, Georgia. Kylan Jackson, the safety out of uh, Zachary. Swarshenberg. Uh-huh. <laughs> Louisiana. Um, Zach Von Rosenberg, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Yates, the safety out of Geyer in uh, Denton, Texas. Kyle Parker. I would put Kyle Parker the the uh, in the other group, but... Uh, Kyle Parker, Kyle Parker, the wide receiver from Lovejoy in Lucas, Texas. And uh, yeah, that's 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 it for. I think that's it for that group. Oh no, and uh, the quarterback from Woodlawn, your only quarterback uh, prospect or recruit, uh, Ricky Collins. I'm gonna start Ricky we've, Collins. We've, so we've, Ricky we've, Collins. Yeah, I was about to say we've what? talked about him a lot when he reconsidered or whatever the whole thing. Yeah. Well, think about it. He's playing the team he decommitted to in the bowl game. Well, LSU is. Yeah. Purdue. Yeah. So Ricky Collins, um, you know, kind of he's going to probably get the Walker Howard treatment next season. Probably may see the field. If you know, I, I don't know what you know. I don't know what's going to happen with the quarterbacks going to next year, but um. I, th- I think he'll stay on the su- he'll be on the, along the sideline. He may not see the field his freshman year, but you know I think he he'll, he'll have time to develop, put some more weight on him. He, right now he's he's six two, one eighty two. So I think he'll put some more weight. But I think he's got he's got a great arm. He can run. Uh, he'll be a pretty good quarterback for LSU. Um, Tyree Adams, the offensive tackle out of St. Augustine, a uh, great player. Uh, but you know that tackle position. You got Will Campbell. You got Emory. Well, you know there's a lot of depth to that position. I don't think he'll see the field you know until next season. Uh, Kylan Jackson, you know safety. You got a lot of guys. You got um, there's just it's it's a depth position. Kylan Jackson. I mean he's a great player. He probably won't see the field. I mean he'll I think he'll see the field a little bit, but maybe not as much. DJ Chester, the uh, interior offensive lineman. Uh, DJ Chester, he's he was big on it, and he's one of those guys that Brian Kelly called 
he was picked in the SEC footprint, which is Georgia. Chester's a great player, and I think that he could definitely compete for a spot, but I also think that, you know, you got Dellinger, you got Dellinger, you got Bradford. Um, you may have Emory Jones in the interior of the offensive line. You got Miles Frazier coming back. There's just too much depth. But next year, I think he'll definitely see the field. Um, Ryan Yates, you know, safety. It's going to take some time. I think, and uh, Kyle Parker. So Kyle Parker, the wide receiver, I love Joy. This kid, I watched his highlights. He had his first game, I think, this season. He had 300 yards receive over 300 yards receiving in a game. He's a big time player. He was he was a three star in LSU. Got him. He moved up to a four star. But I mean, he's he's really really explosive. He he may actually I may say he may get some playing time in his freshman year. Who is this? Early, so, uh, Kyle Parker. Gotcha. What the wide position? receiver from Lovejoy. Wide receiver. Okay. Yep. He signed. He signed pretty early. He's one of the first Watch receivers out for to him. sign. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it for that group right there. All right. That's it. I got one more group. Okay. Sorry, this is the last group, and then and then I'll talk them about talk about the group as a whole. Okay, and we can go over the transfers too. Um, yeah, yeah, we can briefly, go over transfers, but yeah. So, and these are the the guys I'm about to talk about now are kind of the special projects. The guys that won't see the field this year, kind of you know get put get some weight on them, kind of get adjusted to the college life. That is athlete Kai Preen out of St. James. Really good high school football team. Christian Broth Brothwaite out of Cy Ranch High School in Cypress, Texas. Brothwaite was actually a Baylor commit, and he flipped over to LSU. Michael Daugherty, the uh, safety from Georgia. Uh, Jeremiah Hughes, uh, your only cornerback that you got in the recruiting class uh, out of Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas. Um, Paul Mubenga out of Buford, Georgia, out in Buford High School. Buford's a dominant program in the state of Georgia. Jackson McGowan is McGowan. Yeah, it's McGowan. So Jackson McGowan was a um, tight end who was a Cincinnati commit, and he flipped over to LSU. Dylan Carpenter out of Santa Mall. I think it's saying Amal. It's not. It's not saying amount Amont. I think it's saying Amal. Yeah. Uh, the edge rusher. Uh, he was a UL commit, and he committed the next day to LSU after they beat Bama. He took a picture of Livy Dunn. Shout out! Please come on our podcast. Livy Dunn. Ashton stamps the safety out of Archbishop Romo and Metairie. And yeah. Um, and this group right here. I think I said. Wait, before I say anything, Kyle Parker, that's who I picked to be the impact player in that. No, I picked Ch- DJ Chester to be the impact player in that group, in the last group. So in this group, uh, Kai Preen, you know, an athlete, he was he was looked at as a wide, as a wide receiver, or you know, he'll he'll probably he'll probably play wide receiver, but I think you know he'll have some time to grow. Uh, Brothwaite, I think he'll get an opportunity at some point. It's just the linebacker position is too much, and he needs to, you know, he needs to put some more weight on. Jeremiah Hughes, um, I will say, at cornerback right now, LSU is depleted. 
Now you just got somebody in the portal, but I think Brian. I expect Brian Kelly getting more guys in the portal. Um, Jackson McGowan or McGugan, I don't know. Uh, you know the tight end position. You got three tight ends already that are capable to play for LSU. So McGowan will probably take some time off. Dylan Carpenter, uh, great edge rusher. You know, get some time and put some weight on. Ashton Stamps, so he was listed as a cornerback. No, no. So he's listed as a safety, but I think Brian Kelly said they're going to move him to corner. So he'll he'll you know add some depth over there. And then you have Paul Mubenga. So Paul Mubenga is an interior offensive lineman from Georgia. He actually played soccer for two years. You know, he his parents what? immigrated from somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, a center. He's a center who immigrated. If you watch this type, and he's he's a phenomenal player. I think he has the best upside in this group right here. I think he has the best upside because he's an offensive lineman. He's massive. But think too. about this: six four, two seventy five. That's a big, yeah. But think that's about, a big guy to be playing soccer. Holy moly! Yeah. But 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 think about this. Um, you know he he was he's a three star offensive lineman from Georgia. That was a guy that Georgia was trying to get. Uh, signed and everything, but he committed to LSU on July 14th, my dad's birthday. So he committed to LSU early, and you know that's to me that's a guy that could be a very dominant player if everything works out, you know, good because we know the portal and everything. But I don't expect guys that you know guys that are you know kind of projects to go in the portal because they know, look, I'm not good enough to go play anywhere else. But if I stay and you know, and stay and work and work hard and, you know, do what Brian Kelly, you know, persuaded me on, you know, graduate champions, work hard on the field, off the field, I'll get an opportunity. So these guys definitely have a good chance, you know, we're pulling for them. We'll see what happens. But um, overall as a group, I'm stoked for this class. I think that this is the first class that Brian Kelly – you know, when Brian Kelly first came in to LSU, he had a lot to do. He had a lot to do. He had to keep the, you know, Ogeron's class together. You added some more players in that class. And, you know, it, it wasn't a – it it turned out to be a really good class because you got players like Will Campbell, uh, Emory Jones, Harold Perkins, and Mason Taylor. But I think that, you know, Brian Kelly and his staff are extremely confident with the guys they have right now. Brian Kelly said – that we want to grow this team through freshmen. He was asked about the portal, and he said, look, I like the portal, but I want to use it to where we can bolster a position. Now, if there's yeah, a really good wanna, gut player out there. I mean, that makes sense because you want to put a guy in a program for, like, by the time he's a senior, he already knows the offense. He knows the right. program. He knows the culture. He doesn't have to acclimate to anything. And he becomes right. the leader of the team, whereas, like, if you have a guy, if you have a bunch of guys coming in through the transfer portal, they have to adapt so fast to the culture and to the team and to everything. So that makes sense. So, Right, and, and that's the thing. Like, Brian Kelly, what, what Brian Kelly did so great um, is he, you know, convinced these guys, look, he sold them on the Louisiana culture. You know, you, you got to do that. But he sold them, you know, not just what, 
you could do for LSU, but what LSU could do for you. Yeah. And these all, all these guys bought into that. They bought into that, and this is the foundation. These are the type of players that Brian Kelly wants to have at LSU. You know, and I, I'm not trying to downgrade the players that are here now that were here for a couple of years, but Brian Kelly is building this team in his image, but with better recruits and better talent. Right. His name, image, and likeness. Yeah, name, um, image, and likeness. God. Yeah, freaking Speaking of. Speaking of NIL and transfer, have you oh. have you seen Jimbo Fisher's meltdown yet from today? Let me see if I, I can. I think I saw I saw like a clip or something. I didn't let, listen because I just sound if, tired of hearing Jimbo talk. Let me see if I can play this. Oh, we've got we've got to go over the uh, the transfers. Oh, yeah, hold on one second. Let me see if this will play. ever a there it goes. picture. Things going this way as far as transfer portals, NIL, things like that. You mean in college football? Your... Yes, sir. I knew eventually pay for play. I didn't know if it NIL like it came about. And the, like I say, the, the problem with all of it is there's no consistency in rules. And then when you get into the portal, there's so much tampering going on. It's it's utterly ridiculous. I mean, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke and it's ruining college football. Okay, so clip goes on for another 30 seconds. I agree oh. with Jimbo that right now it is the Wild West. We know that. We yeah. talked about it. Understand. But he has taken advantage of the transfer portal and NIL like as much, if not more, than everybody else. Like I don't understand why he's – I mean, you play the game. You, the, the rules are what they are right now, and I think they're probably going to you know start making restrictions and stuff that makes sense. But for to. him to for him to come out and talk about how ridiculous it is when he is taking advantage of the system and like he's playing the game that every other college coach is playing right now. Like I don't understand why he's getting all up in arms about this. He the he goes on for another thirty seconds of him calling it ridiculous when he is benefiting from the way that it is right now. So yeah. I don't know. And honestly, with the seasons that he's had, if Texas A&M didn't have money, let's say he's coaching at Vanderbilt or South Carolina, South Carolina. or something, there's no way he'd be pulling in nine five-stars, seven five-stars for his recruiting classes. There's no chance. So no, that just, I don't know. That the, 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 pro the problem with A&M is they don't have a good culture. They don't have a good culture. If you look at programs like Georgia, especially Georgia right now, you rarely see a Georgia player transfer. You you rarely see a Georgia player leave the University of Georgia. And it's like we all we all thought that Georgia won a national championship this season. All oh, Georgia's gonna they're gonna have a hangover and they're gonna be as good. And they're probably better than they were from last year. They're probably a better team this year. That's what Brian Kelly's trying to institute at LSU. He's building a great culture and he's keeping, you know, he's trying to keep guys from entering the portal. That that's what that's what I think he's doing. Um, as regards to Jimbo, now like you can, I don't think he wants to be called a cheater. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I mean he's he he's cheated in the past. I mean he's, every, he's everyone like, everyone's cheating now. That's the thing. Like yeah. cheating's good. It's encouraged. Yeah, every time he, I mean now this might be the story of his off season. Just like him and Nick Saban were Saban. going after each other. He's, yeah, he's ridiculous. Anyway, I'm sorry I interrupted. So the transfers that we have, um, four guys coming over. Um, do you want to go over those guys? 
You gonna read the names? You can read the names, and I'll and I'll talk. Yeah. So Aaron Anderson, wide receiver from Alabama, coming over. He is originally from Edna Carr in New Orleans, so it makes sense that he'd want to come back home. Um, Jalen Lee, uh, defensive lineman from Florida, coming on back home. Uh, he's from Watson, Louisiana. Braden Swinson. Live Oak. Yeah, yeah, he was a Live Oak Eagle. Um, Braden Swinson. Um, coming from, this is an edge rush guy coming from Oregon and, uh, Paris, that guy's originally from Georgia. So not a Louisiana product, but, uh, Paris Shand edge rush guy coming from, is that Arizona? Yeah. Arizona. Yeah. Coming from Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. Originally from Connecticut. Yeah. So some, uh, definitely, you know, boosting our, I mean, you got two edge guys and a defensive lineman, um, Boosting our defense for sure, and then obviously the wide receiver Aaron Anderson. He is a. I was trying to find his classification, but I mean more, more wide receivers for. He's a freshman, so more yeah. wide, wide receivers for Jaden, or you know whether it's Nuss or J- Jaden, whoever our quarterback is, more wide receivers is better. So yeah. So Aaron, yeah. So Aaron, I mean Aaron Anderson, five eight, one eighty five. Um, so I think he, I think he had, he had, he was injured at Alabama. So, and he just didn't, he didn't play, but I mean, this is one player that last year, just like uh, we're about to talk about in a couple of minutes, this is one player that was dead set on LSU. Ogeron got fired and he decommitted and we thought, Hey, we still got a chance to get him. We still got a chance. He's just considering. And then he was like, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to come to LSU. And then, Satan, uh, Nick Saban, um, uh-huh. pulls uh gives him a says hey, take this take this and uh, Anderson went to Alabama, but he came back. You're forgiven. He reconsidered. And the one thing that Aaron Anderson can do that makes him a special player, he's a hell of a punt returner. There you and go. Brian Polian is Boy. literally praying to his knees. Yeah. Thank God I got this guy on my team. He's he, you know, to catch my punts. Yeah, dude. Speaking, of, I mean, um, I was going to ask you about that earlier. It's like when at this point our coaches are staying, right? Like, do you foresee any coaches moving around as far as offensive, defensive coordinator? Maybe after the bowl game, something might happen, but I feel like we've got our guys at this point. Yeah. Um, I still think you can fire Polian or demote Polian after the bowl game. It just, it, I don't think it would have made sense to fire him um, after the SEC championship. He probably should have, but I don't think Brian Kelly is going to fire him. Yeah, I think Brian is. Kelly is going to, Brian Kelly may just say, look, we didn't have great players, but. Now we got guys that can play now, so you know we'll, we'll put you back. Because I mean, if you think about it, LSU special teams, you had, you know, you had, you know, everybody was playing because you had to put them there. You didn't have enough depth. You had guys that were fatigued and everything. So, Polian could get a second chance. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what. I, I honestly really don't know what to think because I, I think that. He is a great special teams coach. He just, I don't know what happened last yeah. year. I really don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah. 
it's just just ridiculous. But um, I mean, the son of Bill Polian, Hall of Fame GM, he knows how to put together a team. Yeah, you can, well, maybe you can put guy, him back as a recruiting specialist or something. Yeah. He he is a recruiting coordinator, so and I think Brian Kelly uh thanked him. He Brian Kelly said one thing that I took from his press conference. He says it takes a village to recruit. It takes everybody. It doesn't just take the coach. It just doesn't take the assistant coaches, recruiting coordinator. It takes every single person in that building to convince a kid, an 18, 17, 18-year-old kid, to make a life-changing decision oh, for yeah. his life. Yeah, I mean, especially A decision, now, like I said, yeah. With the amount yeah, of with money it, yeah. and stuff being thrown around, yeah. I can't imagine being in that position um, at this point. But, I mean, it's... It's like it. It's also more free now too, because if you end up at a school where you aren't a good fit for the culture that's being built, you you know the coaches don't well, think you, you'll you, be successful. You, you, get not, you, can, you can get yeah. into the transfer portal. But yeah, but it's it's like, and that's that's the thing is like Grayson. Shout out to Grayson Miller, a friend of the show. Grayson's talked about it a lot. It's just like. These players, they're coming into college, and it's like, well, I'm I'm a five star guy. I should begin to play. They don't catch a pass because you know they're injured. Well, I'm leaving because, you know, they they don't care. No, it's just because you were injured. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I like yeah. it, but I it's think very it, it, it sucks when you lose a player. Yeah, very complicated. Oh yeah. Very, yeah, it's super complex. I mean, yeah, I, I've I've you know, I see both sides of the argument. So, but anyway, back to yeah. the transfers. Jalen Lee, defensive lineman, if that's the next guy up. So Jalen Lee was actually a um was an LSU commit in twenty twenty. But he decommitted and he decided and he chose to go to Florida play for Dan Mullen. Uh Jalen Lee was not a great player at Florida. He was not that great. You know, he I think they moved him to nose tackle this season, and he just, you know, I think he kind of had some injury issues. I, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what happened, but he he wasn't a, as a great player. But what he does provide for you is he provides you depth and rotation, and I'll take that right there. Plus, he's a Louisiana guy. He went to Live Oak, and uh, you know, Brian Kelly said he wants to get guys. If you get a guy from the portal, if he's from Louisiana, it's a plus. So, so it makes a lot of sense. Uh, just you know, to to get him to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Next up Next. is Braden Swinson. So uh, Braden Swinson, edge rusher from uh, Chapel Hill, uh, Douglasville, Georgia, uh, Oregon guy, Oregon Oregon player. Um, I really honestly don't know that much about him. All right. This, well, this we'll, also sudden. we'll see him on the field. But uh, <laughs> but that's that's a guy I think will not start. I think that. Well, fuck, fuck never mind. Look, I, I, it's okay, Matthew. I, I All think, right, yeah, Paris yeah. Shand, edge guy from okay. Arizona. So 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 Paris Shand, six five two ninety, uh, from Arizona. I think that he played out position in Arizona. I don't think he was playing his natural position as a defensive lineman. So, but I still think because of the experience he has. Uh, he's played in a lot of games for Arizona. He started a lot of games. I think he's going to be a starter for LSU. Maybe, maybe he stays as an edge rusher. Maybe he loses some weight, and you know they, they keep him in that position and play on the opposite side of a uh, of a uh, Deshaun Womack, uh, one of your recruits. So I think I think he's the guy that's going to get the chance to play. 
Um, like I said, very very early in this process, um, the, the the note you have to keep in mind is that LSU the night before signing day on Tuesday signed Jalen Lee, Braden Swenson, and Paris Sharon within the span of five minutes, like instant instantaneously. Dang. Yeah. So they already were to work. They, they I mean they went to work right away. You know, got some guys for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Good to hear. All righty. The future is bright for LSU football. Um, What's next, Matthew? What is next? So, I guess, should we preview? Oh, no, next week we can preview the... Yeah, uh, yeah, we, yeah we, we, we'll, we'll preview that bowl, the bowl, bowl game. next week. We, yeah. yeah. It's just recruiting and Jaden Daniels. Yeah, anything else for LSU football? I think that's it. Great recruiting class. Um, these these are guys that, you know, Bama's got. Look, and I, I hate that I'm saying this, but you know, Bama has a lot of stars. We have, and I will say this: like Sheldon Sampson, Womack, even Jalen Brown. When those guys signed with LSU, they were five stars, and they got downgraded to four stars. But at the same time, stars. May not matter sometimes. Maybe they do. Sometimes they don't. Um, this is but this is a great group of players. It's a great group that, like I said, built you know Brian Kelly's image and what what kind of roster he wants. And I think that I mean to be to be really honest with you, adding this with the talent we already have coming back next year, I think we have one of the most talented rosters. And I think we have more talent than Alabama does. Yeah, which you know Alabama saying get, it. People are saying it. Not just second. Yeah. You're not just. Hearing this from secondhand sports, ladies and gentlemen, even Peter Burns yeah. today was saying that LSU has a more talented roster, um, and I think that's the the Brian Kelly effect, man. I mean, the Brian Kelly effect, success, well, winning, winning changes the culture, and you know, yeah. that's all you can ask for. So, well, and and, and another, and this is something that that was very interesting that I uh, picked up from a Brian Kelly's press conference. So Brian Kelly used the word SEC footprint. He said that it's important to get players from the state of Louisiana. You have to do that. But he also said that because being a nationally ranked recruiter at Notre Dame, it's important to get guys inside the SEC footprint. So that's when you got guys like DJ Chester, Deshaun Womack, you know, both those one Womack's from Maryland, Jalen Brown's from Florida, you know, Hovianos from Arlington, DJ Chester's from Georgia, and you know, and then you know those guys are inside the SEC footprint, and then you have some guys who are outside the SEC footprint that look at LSU as a brand, like you look at Alabama as a brand, look at Notre Dame and Georgia as a brand. Those guys are Jackson Howard and uh, Jeremiah Hughes, you know, Minnesota and Nevada. Minnesota. So that that went Minnesota, yeah. So. Well, Brian, yeah, and and Mac Markway from uh, Missouri. Well, I, I guess you could say Missouri is a part of the SEC footprint because of Missouri. Still, yeah. I mean, wait, what? Yeah, I was, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> but a uh, really hell of a class. Um, bright future. Oh yeah, really yep. bright future. <clears throat> Looking forward to it. Um. And we will have a the first time 
I will ever be cheering against Drew Brees in the uh, bowl game against oh, Purdue shit. coming up. Ricks. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Who is Ricks? Um, Desmond? There was... Um, Desmond Ricks? So, yeah, Desmond Ricks. So, actually... There was one player that did not sign for LSU in the 2024 uh, 2023 class, uh, Dalen Austin, a cornerback out of Long Beach Poly. Uh, but we, the thing is, we knew that he was going to probably not come to LSU because um, Desmond Ricks was very Desmond Ricks was very interested in coming to LSU. So you lose Dalen Austin, okay? Well, that's not bad because you're going to get Desmond Ricks. Desmond Ricks is coming to LSU. He waits a day. He waits till the day after signing day to sign. To sign. That's not good. That's not good at all. That's pretty fucking scary. Because you know who's going to come in there? Satan. I mean, Nick Saban is going to come in there, like he did with Landon Collins, who was from Destran, Louisiana, like he did with Patrick Sertan, like he did with Aaron Anderson. He's going to come in and bribe you and say. Here's five thousand. Here's five million dollars. Come to Alabama and ride the bench, or I guess just come to Alabama. Maybe, maybe be an All American. And Ricks all week was posting LSU stuff on his Twitter. We all thought he's coming. He's coming. We just took one over Alabama. When you start thinking that, Nick Saban comes in. What does he do? Steals your guy. Steals your player. Steals your dude. But I'm not mad. I'm not mad because we have a great recruiting class. Right. But you were you needed a good corner. You needed an elite corner to come in right away because you know right now LSU's cornerback depth is you only have two guys coming back for next year. With Terrence Walsh, who didn't play at all, and uh, Jared Bernard Converse. I think he's coming back. I'm crap. I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, lo- losing Desmond Ricks, it, it's it's it hurts, but it doesn't hurt as bad because with the transfer portal, you can get guys out of the portal like he did last year. So I think we'll be. I think we'll be fine in defensive back. I mean, hey, think about this: that Alabama game, LSU beat Alabama. LSU beat Alabama with Jared Bernard Converse, who was a three-star wide receiver. And Makai Garner, who was a Louisiana Lafayette transfer that was not even rated. Dang. So, huge. And and uh, Colby, Colby Richardson. Yeah. There you go. All righty. Well, that is a good uh, good wrap-up there. Um, anything else for LSU football? Uh. Hmm. Oh yeah, uh, so Jack Besh committed to TCU. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, which yeah. brings me to this actually. So Jack Besh, uh, you know, committed to TCU. He, he had an interview. I didn't. I didn't get to freaking watch it. I'm kind of mad. Um, there was talks about him having injuries. There was talks about him, you know, wanting to leave because he wasn't. You know, I think he cleared the air on some podcast. But uh, my biggest thing about this is. He committed to TCU. Garrett Nussmeyer played football 
for Marcus High School in Dallas, Texas, or Arlington. I think it was Dallas, I'm pretty sure. If this quarterback battle is not doesn't go the way you want and he decides to leave, he probably goes to TCU. Plays for Sonny Dykes, plays for um shit, I forgot. Plays with Bash, yeah. plays with uh Jojo Earl, uh transfer from Alabama. So it would uh yeah. yeah. It's not in the SEC, so it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. It it would suck it would suck if Nussmeyer decided to transfer to Alabama. Yeah. That would not be fun. Mm-mm. Um lots of off season left to go. And like I said, we'll cover the we'll preview the bowl game, you know, get a little bit in depth with what Purdue's looking like. Um, like I said, Drew Brees coaching for Purdue as an assistant. Um, so that'll be interesting. Um Good way segue, you know, talking about Drew Brees. It's a good time to segue to the Saints. They are still terrible. I don't want to do this. I'm not talking about them other than the uh, fact that we beat the Falcons. So even when we are at our worst, um, the Falcons are still little brother to the Saints, which is great. But yeah, dude, that's it. Um, Losing to the Buccaneers. I don't know. We may have. I think we talked about that because that was a few weeks ago. But anyway, um, yeah, Buccaneers are at the top of the – I mean, this whole – the, the NFC South is just absolutely abysmal. Panthers, Saints, Shit and show. Falcons are all 5-9. and nine. Buccaneers are 6-8. and eight. They're in the first place because they're 6-8. and eight. One more win than the rest of us. Um, just a terrible, terrible, terrible – I mean – a lot of the NFC is pretty bad in general, but NFC South is just not good. So just putrid, putrid um, garbage. And but, honestly, but thing- at, at this point, I don't even know if Jameis, like putting Jameis in would help at this point because our offense is just so atrocious. Um, oh. Anyway, what were you going to say, Matt? I mean, Rashid, Rashid, Rashid's a great player. He is. That's true. He's a great player. I mean, he's your, he's your, he's your bright spot. I mean, yeah. He, and Kamara is but, still consistent, too. I mean, he had 91 yards. Like, Kamara is still good so still he keep, yeah. he's keeping me in the playoffs keeping me in the playoffs from a fantasy league um i, I gain but, hope dude go ahead oh no no you go you go i was gonna I, say I, I, the I, I, the thing that is giving that gives me hope is chris alave he is so good and then our, our defense is solid too we have um some young guys on defense pete werner and um Alante Taylor. Taylor, yeah. Um, you know, we're okay. Tomorrow, Dave, Ty- this is still consistent. Made yeah. the Pro Bowl. Only Santa made the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Tyron Matthew led the team in tackles with six, so, you know, he's actually showing up. Um, but that's just for the future. The, this season is, you know, already down the drain. All my futures uh, might as hey. well just burned the money. But you know that, that, that's what that's what I'm saying. It's like, what do you have to celebrate this win for? You literally, first of all, you almost lost the game. You could have lost the game at oh, the end. Oh yeah, we tried to give it because, away. Like, we almost gave terrible. the game away. Ta- like taste all Taysom Hill had to do, take the snap, lift the ball up, first down. You're moving the ball an inch. He fumbles it. Yeah. You're just very very lucky. The fact that you got a rookie quarterback, Desmond Ricks, 
also played for my Denbrock in Cincinnati. Um, Desmond Ritter. At yeah, yeah, yeah. Desmond, fuck Desmond Ricks. I know. I'm just kidding. Please, 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 uh, Desmond Ricks, if you're hearing this, <laughs> come to LSU. Uh, you, you, you better have fun at Bama because you're you're gonna come back in a year, uh-huh. hopefully. But yeah, Desmond um, Ritter, thirteen for twenty six. He had ninety seven yards. Like, yeah, he's bad too. But yeah, and that's that's what I'm saying. It's just like. But there's nothing to even celebrate. You're still a bad team. You're still not going to. I mean, even if you make the, if you have a four game winning streak and actually make the postseason, what is that? What's that going to do? You're going to get your ass kicked in the yeah. first round of the playoffs. We have a four percent chance of making the playoffs, and our like, we can't even tank at this point because the Eagles still have our pick. So they still have our pick. I, I mean, yeah, there's no point. You're just you're just doomed. What's so I mean, funny as as- too? Oh no, okay. I was about to say the schedule that I was looking at the last game of the season was against the Eagles, but it's actually the Panthers. So that would have oh, been what? hilarious if the Eagles literally, you know, put the cap, nailed the cap, nailed the final the nail, call, in the nail coffin. in our coffin. Right, exactly for the season, and then take our pick. Anyway, um, yeah, Saints suck. I don't want to talk about them. Other than that. Yes. Pelicans are doing great. We just won. Um, we just beat the Spurs, which is you know, Spurs are bad. So, but still, Pop, we're nineteen and twelve. Um, a little injury, you know, we're battling some injuries right now. I think, um, but you know, CJ's he's balling out. Jose Alvarado is very good. Trey Murphy. Um, we've got a lot of dudes, you know, looks like, can, can you, can you please, in, Hey Bert, can you please include Zion in that group? He's, uh, he didn't play tonight. So, Oh, you, you Listen, got some I'm, rant. You got to tell us, you think, wait, you got I some rant. You got, you're about to go on some rant. Say Zion, you know, he, he should be traded. If he didn't play. No, here's the deal. And I wish we would have recorded like last week because of this. Yeah. We went on a run there for a while where we like swept the Suns in a two game series, which the Suns beat us um, a few days ago. But uh, we went on a little winning streak there for a while. And I was like, my Zion take is not good at all anymore. (laughs) Like he he was balling out when he was in. I guess he's. It might have been like a rest, because uh, I don't think he's hurt hurt right now. Um, they just play so many dang games. He was probably just you know taking a breather. But uh, but yeah, dude. Um, I'm glad we have Zion on our team, obviously, and I'm happy for the Pelicans. You know, flock up. So yeah, I'm finally a Zion fan. <laughs> Freaking. Let me see. Uh, bringing us down here. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. He didn't play tonight. Okay, he played. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he uh, he played on Monday. Had 18 points, seven assists, seven rebounds. He played for 40 minutes. Like he's a beast. Obviously, he. Oh, is a wait, monster. We, we we need we need it. We need to save that clip. We need uh, to save that clip and use it. Clip it. Clip it now. Zion is a beast, um, but you know, maybe injury prone. Still, who knows? We'll see. My take does not look good, though, for sure. My take um, about us needing to trade him. Yeah, <laughs> he uh, on Saturday, December seventeenth, he had thirty points, nine assists, three rebounds. Unbelievable! 
Um, all righty. Anything else, Matthew? Uh, I think it's snowing outside. Yeah, dude, it's cold. Bundle up. Oh, well, it's Christmas this weekend too. To oh yeah, Christmas, Christmas. Fans, Merry Christmas. We uh, thank you all for sticking with us. I think we also are nearing our. What will it be? Three years? Was it twenty? Yeah, our, 20? I think I, I think we've already neared our three year mark. Oh yeah. no, yeah, because we started in nineteen, so now yeah, we've been doing this for three years, and yeah. we, we hit one hundred episodes and absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah, we just we this just showed up to work and did our job. Right. So we're not getting paid anything. Yeah. One day the secondhand sports empire will be a multi dollar um, empire, but uh, yeah, thank you all for listening. We. Uh, I guess it's, I don't want to go into a big rant about, you know, three years now because we're nearing the end of the episode. Maybe next episode, 104, we'll do the celebration for the 100th episode. And, um, also my voice is gone too, so I don't want to get too far into it, but. Alrighty. Anything else? I'll do the we'll do the yeah we'll do the 100 episode celebration on episode 104 next week. Oh, perfect, so, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. Hug your family close tonight and today. I guess if it's Friday because it's freezing cold outside. Um. We appreciate each and every single one of you guys, and we will see y'all next time.